Welcome to episode 178 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, how to market around March Madness. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? Rob, March Madness has me pumped up and everyone else here at Bold Worldwide. And actually, by the time this episode airs, unless we screw it up, uh, you'll be able to go to MarchAdSanity.com. Like ad as in advertising, MarchAdSanity.com. There's don't ask about the name. There's a lot of other stuff taken, but March ad sanity. We are actually making a bracket challenge with the top 16 brands that are sponsors of the NCAA. We seeded them based on social following and we're live following them in a, in a real time bracket. Who wins each, uh, each game, each matchup is by the level of public, uh, in social media engagement on that given day. And we're going to get down to the final two champions in April and see what brand takes uh, takes home the hardware. So this is going to be a fun one, and you and I are going to talk about this as it progresses, but um, this is kind of the first little nugget of a drop here. I really dig that idea. My fact about me of the day, which may be a repeat, but I went to school at Miami of Ohio University, and while I was there, Wally Zerbiak was the king. It was Wally's world. Uh, during a game in which we were unranked, we played a ranked Tennessee team at home in Oxford. Wally put up 35 points. We rushed the court on a victory. Get on Sports Center. That is my March Madness moment, even though that wasn't in March. Wally then took us to the Sweet 16. Uh, unbelievable. He defeated, I believe, the number two Utah team led by Andre Miller. They also beat uh, a Washington team led by Todd McCullough. Uh, it was just so much fun for me. Wow, that's a badass story, man. That's cool. Yeah, we don't have a lot of uh, great Miami of Ohio athletics, except for, amazingly, the four years I was there, I got Wally Zerbiak and Ben Roethlisberger. So uh, <laughs> I'm happy. Which brings us back to today's topic, how to market around March Madness. One of the greatest times of the year is here, Brian. And the opportunity for every single brand out there to market around March Madness, to increase their fan engagement is as simple as it gets. All you've got to do is create a bracket challenge, and for the next month, you can engage with your fans all the time. Oh, it's awesome. I love this time. I'm going to win every bracket that I'm in, including yours. No, I'm just kidding. I lose every year. No matter what my strategy is, I pick the wrong strategy every single freaking year. But it's fun as hell. This is a great time of the year. I'm pumped about it. And I agree. Brands can jump on the bandwagon. This is perfect because it, it has a ramp up time. There's, you know, it goes on for a while. It's part of, you know, this ongoing narrative in sports. Everyone's paying attention. If you can make it fun and you can make it really uh, whatever you're doing, your promo, your bracket, whatever you're doing, align with your fan base. That's awesome. Like, be, like everyone wants it. Like, I, I want more of this stuff. And obviously, we're doing some stuff on our own. But, like, this is the time of the year. This is a huge advantage, huge opportunity. And this isn't just sports brands. Oh. This is really any brand because this is just being cognizant of 
what's going on in the world? What's the chatter? I mean, this is going to be trending, and when this is going on, it gives you a very authentic opportunity. And the beautiful thing of this, Brian, is this isn't just diehard fans that love March Madness. This is his Susie, the receptionist who picks teams based on her favorite color, who ends up winning the bracket. And from a brand standpoint, you have an opportunity to engage these fans. And as they do good or bad, you can chime into that conversation and keep that constant engagement. And I think that's the number one thing here, Brian, is we always talk about a lot of brands are very self-serving. All they care about is promotional look at what we're doing but this is an instance when you can be self-deprecating you can completely say guys let's be part of this conversation we're going to give prizes to the winners to the losers randomly to people who enter really the opportunities are endless but it all starts with just making sure that you do this and so many brands are going to listen to this and be like no that won't work it works Every single year, there's a reason why $1.8 billion a year are lost to or lost revenues because everybody's spending time on March Madness. Mm-hmm. Get in there and you're like, well, everyone else has another bracket to join. Just like we say, Brian, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. That's right. I, I mean, it's just such an obvious opportunity. I mean, we're even jumping on it this year with March Ad Sanity. It's uh, it's fun, right? Like we're doing it in a way that connects with our, you know, our audience, which is marketers and brands. And so we're doing something around there that's fun. Like we're not taking it too seriously. Like the data is all real and it's super, super serious and very technical. So where it's not, you know, opinionated, it's all like going to be based on like an actual formula, which is very, very exciting, but we're having fun with it. It's tongue in cheek. It's cool. It's fun. Like we're, of course we're going to give away like a trophy or something stupid to the actual champion. Like who knows? Um, it's also going to be interesting. I think you and I'll chat about it in future episodes. Like what, like, are there any upsets in the brands? Like, was a tinier brand do better? Like, a, did a big brand fall short? But that's what we're doing. And so, like, if, if an advertising agency, which is literally the most boring service business on the planet, with the exception of maybe, like, accountants, um, like, we can do something fun and get our followers engaged, then any brand that's more exciting should be able to do something even cooler. The one tip, here's a quick tip, though, for anybody listening who's thinking about it, going to jump on the bandwagon last minute. Don't use the trademarked terms like March Madness or Sweet 16 or Final Four. The NCAA will chase you down for that, which is hence, you know, ad sanity and not March mad- brand madness or something like that. So just an FYI, a little tidbit for anybody who's thinking about it. It doesn't have a big legal team. Um, but other than that, like, get all, get in there. And, and that's the thing is if you can make it fun, tongue-in-cheek, or really cool or very interesting, people play along. They'll get involved with it. They'll have fun. So just, just do it. And if you want to go next level, you can change away the scoring system so that you can be a little bit different. Uh, Give people bonus points for upsets. Also, if you want, you can move away from the brackets and do something that's very simple where you just say, hey, pick a team. And there's literally, if you just Google different ways to create March Madness, uh, I guess we'll call them games, there's just an endless amount or hit me up. I'll send you 10 different ones that I do with my friends that you can use as a brand. Another opportunity, Brian, is for brands to partner with other brands mm-hmm. on March Madness brackets. So, for example, I saw that uh, Big's Sunflower Seeds had partnered with, I believe it was Dick's Sporting Goods 
to give away like a thousand dollar gift card to whoever wins their March Madness bracket challenge. There's another great opportunity there where get some like-minded brands together. You could even have a brand bonanza and be like, boom, we're going to each cross promote everyone, everyone's brackets and what we're doing. And here's the different ways to win. Oh, absolutely. And on the other side of it, you could have, you could have different brands or, you know, non-competitive companies say, Hey, look, why don't we all actually do a real bracket and follow it? And whoever, whichever one of our brands wins or loses or comes in certain plays, like actually compete against each other, has to do something for the other brands, fans or follow. There's so many ways to make this cool and fun. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. This is a fun time of the year. I'll be interested to see what other, other companies and brands do. Obviously, Dix and uh, the other companies doing something that's kind of small and fun, but I'll be interested to see who else jumps in on this. So, Brian, what I'll be interested in is the professional sports teams mm. that do or don't do this. So, for any of you professional sports team marketing people out there, are you doing a bracket challenge? If not, let us know why. Are there regulations that professional sports teams can't? But I can very easily see if they are allowed to legally. It's another engagement because it's an opportunity for you guys to weave the narrative of March with your fan base because, sure, hypothetically, you're a football team. You know everybody loves football, but they do love March Madness, so you could give away T-shirts, hats, inside access things like that to get people engaged yeah i'd love to see like the front offices of various uh teams that are big rivals like play against each other in uh in a bracket and then like the losers have to do something or the winners have to do something like and make it about the fans that could be cool like there's and maybe that's happening i don't know about it though but that'd be fun Right. All right, Brian. So what's your takeaway from this? Oh, you just got to do it. Again, if an ad agency can figure out how to make this fun and cool, then you guys can figure out how to make it fun and cool. And again, I think at the end of the day, you got to think about like the context of your audience. What does your audience care about? What are they following? And how can you now put a bracket or a challenge in context of your following or your audience or your customers and then make it about them and don't make it too serious. Like do it for real, but make it in a fun way to where people are going to want to get engaged with it and do it that way. But just think about the context of who your audience is and then reverse it around that and and package it up in a fun, cool way that uh, parallels March Madness. So I hope that this isn't the first time that people listen to this thought of creating a March Madness bracket challenge for their brand. This is something that you should have been thinking about a month ago because this is such a good opportunity, like we talked about with the Cubs World Series run, where if brands plan out, look at the sports calendar throughout the year and say, all right, we want to make sure that we maximize our opportunities for engagement and exposure through these big events. So hopefully you did that. So my takeaway is just make sure that you are looking ahead and you're not reactive to everything because it's a little bit harder to say, let's go get a partnership with Dix two days before March Madness starts. Yeah, you're kind of out of time now, but not impossible. Not impossible. Um, you're running out of time, I should say. All right, Brian, I'll let you do today's action item. Oh, go to marchadsanity.com and they'll let me and Rob know what you think. It's going to take a couple days to get started, but you can check out the details over there.